No one of these. It's, it's going right now, Johnny. You know what? You, you know what we're going when you know when you hear this. I know. The number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop Happy 420. Damn. Happy 420. I hope you're all high watching the show today. Woo. I know Mario's baked out of his head. That's why we're a couple minutes late. But it's, uh, not a, it's not I a holiday. I was ready. Yeah, you were ready. <laughs> I was ready. It's but not it, a holiday. So, you know. Yeah, it's, but it's people, not a holiday. Do, no, people do take it like it's a holiday. holiday. I know some homie of mine that would like <laughs> take the day off, set up everything at his pad, like call people. Hey, you, you have that bong that I used to that I let you borrow? Yeah, I need it today. Dude, I need it. At the, when I used to work at the weed shop, some of these chicks would like it was like a combination of Halloween and Christmas because they would dress up in costume and then come and give each other like really nice gifts and I was like this is not a holiday like what are you guys fucking doing and if it is where's my gift <laughs> yeah how come I don't have a gift Do you know, why don't I have a gift if it's a, such a fucking holiday it's just and speaking of Halloween we have a fucking oh, shit, very that special a, that is a great segue yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome <laughs> we have our my boy Leo D'Antoni uh, just a little quick background he worked at K-Rock and that's where we met and we've had a friendship ever since over I would say 18-20 years great guy uh, really quick he worked at K-Rock he's a scientist he actually put fly wings on a bee? Or how was it? Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, okay, let's get it. Here we go. Hold on, there's some freaking yeah. science going on. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I want to know the conversation. Like, First the fly time. came in, or a bee came in, like, hey, doc, I ain't got no fucking wings. What you got? Like, hey, I yeah. got these fucking fly wings here. Hold up. I'll get you right now. <laughs> So hey guys, nice well, to be here, man. Welcome to the West Coast oh, Pop Lock Podcast. Yes, thank you, man. Thank you. It's oh, an honor. It's, and it's, he's it's also honor. from the, the Blue Crew. Oh, very, yeah. very awesome. Uh, you guys talk about horror movies. You guys do, you know, all that kind of uh, genre of uh, of a podcast. Uh, and like again, like I've, I've known Leo. We had lunch uh, not too long ago. I was like, hey, man, would you grace us? And be on our podcast, and let's talk a little bit of horror. Let's talk a little bit of science. Uh, you know, whatever, man. He's and he's here today, so thank you, Leo. What'd you guys have for lunch, oh, by the way? We had uh, the Bad Boys. <laughs> it's called the Bad Boy Sandwich from. What was it it's called? Mario's, Mario's uh, Italian, Italian Deli, Deli in Glendale. Hell yeah! It's called the Bad Boy, bro, and it's a bad boy. Yeah, it's a bad Steve, boy. you travel for that. Out to the valley. Well, it's my homie, dude, and, we yeah. had, and I hadn't seen Leo in, in such a long time and he, since yeah. I left K-Rock. So it was like, hey, let's get together, man, and let's chill. And we went down to, um, uh, what was that place called, Leo? Were you a member right there? That, uh, oh, oh, the, the Sconsor Gardens. Gardens. Yeah, I went to Sconsor Gardens and, you know, had a, yeah. a very nice little lunch and conversation and stuff like that. And that's, you know, where I Did got to. Did you guys to. kiss? Are we should, we should. Uh, not, not on the first date. Yeah. We should have. Leo sounds like a real gentleman, yeah, by like the way. That's a, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Because that was like an awesome date. You know what I mean? Like, by, sure. by the way, you're. Are you? 
Steve's already the whore in this fucking relationship. Yeah, of like, no, just already <laughs> round and pound. But so, what was it, Leo? Was it a B wings on a fly? How did it work out? Because I always twist it up. I mean, I, I, See, I exaggerate. This, this, this is how, how funny, funny the story is. is. The story, story goes, goes back, back so many years when I was still, still taking classes, classes and that was like a genetic engineering class, class right? right? And it's, it's like you substitute the genetics of a fly so that you know you can. Pretty, pretty much, much put on whatever, whatever kind of wings and, you know, eye color, color body style. style. I mean, whatever you want, you know, it's kind of like a lesson in genetics, you know? Sure. And it's kind of funny how that story just evolved over the years. And Steve's like, hey, he put bat wings on a frog, you know? And <laughs> next thing you know, I got strangers coming up to me and they're like, hey, man, I heard you put bat wings on a frog. Did he fly? I'm like, shit. I'm a storyteller, bro. I heard you put man legs on a chicken is what I heard Steve told me. I'm sorry, I, I was fucking fixing an audio and I missed that whole thing. So wait, who got what on what now? <laughs> Shit! Oh no, no. It was just a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, apparently we, there was some double audio issue. So uh, thank you, uh, Angel, for listening in Thanks, the, the West Coast Pop Lock universe out there listening in on a Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Make sure you so, like, subscribe, and get all your notifications from all your social medias. So you switch no wings is what, is, is no, what you're did. telling. <laughs> you switch wings, right? It's like a game of uh, telephone, man. It's like every time you tell the story, it changes. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're way past that. I mean, the stuff that I've done in science, we're way past that. I've done way more crazier advanced things. So is this like fucking with like CRISPR and stuff? Is that what we're talking about? Now, now I'm doing CRISPR. Well, yeah, it was recently. Yeah, hell yeah, dude, that what shit. What's CRISPR? Oh, I would let I would let Leo to but tell you really what. It, but here's what it is from my perspective: some shit you're gonna be able to do whatever you want to. Like it is gonna what? be. We are gonna we are unlocking genes to where if you want to be eight feet tall, let's fucking do it. If you want to have a red eye and a gray eye. Fucking let's do it. Leo, please tell them what CRISPR is, please. <laughs> well, you know, recent I think last year, actually, the, the Nobel Prize for CRISPR was was awarded, which is, you know, kind of one of those unusual things because, you know, people win the Nobel Prize later in life, right? Like 90 years after they discovered something. Uh, but the two scientists uh, that discovered, you know, the CRISPR mechanism won the Nobel Prize last year. So it's a very, very big deal because just they nine years yeah. later, Woo! we're now using it in science and medicine, you know? So what it is is, to gene edit, right? But we can edit one base letter before, like you would kind of roll the dice and try to, you know, try to get that one change, but you'd have to edit maybe five or 10 at a time. And maybe you got it, maybe not. And you kind of don't know if you inserted another mutation or not. So what it is, if you, if you think of it like this, let's say you have a disease, right? And uh, it, 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 you know, you know where the gene is, you know, that disease, and you want to basically correct that one mutation has one point mutation. You want to correct one letter. You want to change the A to a T, for example. We talk about DNA letters. Uh, CRISPR allows you to do that. CRISPR can allow you Damn. to go right into the chromosome, right into the cell, right into the nucleus, and change that one letter, and that's it. Wait, are we talking about, like, software? We're talking, talking about, about an evil warlord? Us, we are who, software. Who, who the fuck is CRISPR? And I don't want them next to me right now. You, it's bro. It's You're a, Wait, I'm CRISPR? Crispy as hell. Oh, shit. We're talking about G. Like being able to yeah. alter your genes, like change you at a molecular level, like in real yes. time, like right now. Like, so yeah. it's like Huntington's disease and shit like that, right? That you'd be able yeah. to like turn off so these people wouldn't yeah. have to have these horrible diseases. Like, what? yeah, yeah. Dude, genetic mutation, like being able to just turn off and on genes as we please. This shit, yeah. and that, and like for them to get the Nobel Prize already, but like basically on spec. 
Like not even what it's what it's done, but what we know this is going to do. We're gonna give you the Nobel Prize right now because this shit yeah. is gonna be bonkers. Yeah, damn, that's so you know. Shit. So the thing about this is that it's it's very promising. Like it actually works. Yeah, I've done it. My, I've done it myself, and there, there's other labs that can edit uh, using CRISPR, like changing you know six mutations at one time or sixty actually. They've done like hundreds of them at one time. I'm only doing one at a time or two at a time. Now the thing is that. There's a lot we still don't know about the DNA because there's 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 this thing in DNA called junk DNA, and we don't know what happens downstream. So let's say we edit the letter sure. here. What happened downstream? Did anything else happen? Any other event? Because you got to remember that cancer has also started the same way. So because we fixed something somewhere, we're hoping that nothing else was messed with. Right. So not not until a lot of research is done till we figure out that hey. It's only doing one thing. Otherwise, you're fixing the problem and creating cancer, possibly, you know? Great. Now you're creating super cancers with crispy. Oh, yeah. Crispy super cancer. Yeah. What the it's fuck, man? Like, fuck. It's just going to get wild. Man. Hell yeah, bro. And there's going to be 10-foot tall dudes walking around pretty soon, man. I don't know get if it. I'm more impressed that Leo is explaining it or that Johnny knows this much about this. <laughs> like, I'm the, sort of like, bro, what the fuck is what? going on? I'm not surprised that you guys know about this, anybody, because it, it's... It's in. It's creeping its way into science fiction. Hopefully, in some good movies soon. But it's in the news, right? It is like know? this is not. Yeah, I don't feel like I know a secret. You know, like CRISPR is like a fucking. The guy won the Nobel Prize. Like this is not a. This is not some little thing. This is like a big deal, man. Damn, it's gonna be awesome. That's dope. That's dope. And then, uh, so fuck, bro, CRISPR, you got me twisted, man. Yeah, I mean, g- genetic altering, like, yeah. like, and yeah. being able to like designer babies, like being able to before your baby is born, being able to pick its hair color, its eye color, how tall it's gonna be, what diseases it can have, like all of that shit will be like on a menu when you're fucking See, the, gonna, the, when you have a baby. Thing is, the crazy thing about that is like. We, I mean, even though we probably can mess with that here, we we usually don't. And I'm talking about the U.S. Right. Now, in, like, China, for Dude, example. they're doing oh, crazy yeah. shit. Anything goes. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, I, think, I think last year or two years ago, the two CRISPR, uh, CRISPR twins were born. Uh, so they basically uh, inserted the mutations for HIV, I think, in, in one of the two girls. So one of the girls, supposedly, okay, will, will be immune to HIV for all her life. It's so crazy. But, but you know what the downside is? She can possibly die from the flu, influenza, or sickle cell anemia. <laughs> Perfect. Damn. So is that's on that's on it nature will get you, you know. Just because you think you've you've prevented one thing, you've fucked with something else, and now you're screwed a different way. You know? Right, it's bringing in the cats to get the rats, you know, and then yeah, you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you still want to bring extra crispy fucking cancer to the fucking world, <laughs> yeah. bro. What the fuck? We got the crispy sisters already. What the hell, Dude, bro? I don't look, I don't want cancer and I don't want that motherfucker extra crispy anyway. Yeah. That, no good yeah. can come from that shit. The only thing I like extra crispy is my chicken sandwich, bro. <laughs> That's crazy that, that, that it makes sense that they would do experiments on twins too, so that you would like only do stuff to one so you could track yep. it up. Like that is those fucking scientists, man. They think of this shit, China, dude. Bro. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Leo, are you experimenting on fucking twins, too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can get no, you we, some. You know, we have so many laws here that you can't really mess around with too many things here in this country, you know? I mean, I'll get in you fact, some twins. You know, if, we, if you need some out, twins, I'll get you some. embryos, you know? And, and this is in China, you said? It was in China. These two babies well, were born. Yeah. Well, like, well, you yeah, know, we, we are the number one live podcast in, in the China world. as yeah, well. In China. So they're listening to this right here. Like, Yao Ming, Yao Ming is... Oh, a product. Uh, he's a product he's a of, but like openly a product of 
China, like they got the tallest the tallest woman in China and the tallest dude in China and we're like all yeah, right yeah. you guys fuck and you're gonna have a super baby and we're gonna fucking put him in the NBA and that's exactly what happened like they, 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 <laughs> and he didn't last a long no time problem. either he was getting hurt a yeah, lot yeah. you know. Well, yeah, people aren't meant to be that big. No, that's what I'm saying, like, yeah. Feet, so like you said, like it's that yeah, whole effect, yeah. you know, like you're the biggest, but yeah, your knees suck. Now we got to fix your feet somehow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, same thing with purebreds, right? The, all the purebred right. dogs, they all have fucking, they're supposed to be all mutts in the world, but yeah. purebreds are all Well, because the inbred up. dogs, that's why. They inbred them to well, like we, have yeah, stuff, yeah, we yeah. made them. We yeah, made yeah. dogs. You know? Well, they all started from yeah. coyotes. Like, we'll be able to do shit like that, like how they did with yeah, dogs but you immediately. Got, you got fucking Leo's grandpa over here fucking with dogs, and look what happened with dogs. What do you think Leo's going to fucking do? With his fucking extra crispy fucking cancer. He's gonna put wings on you, bro. What the fuck are you talking He's about? He's gonna fucking extra crispy fly yeah, wings on you. They have fucking little fucking bat wings on your back, bro. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, hey shout guys, out, so shout out to K- KC eighty seven eleven out there on uh, Twitch. I probably mispronounced all of that, but uh, number one podcast in the, the world. That's, right. That's what's up. He can't wait to go down this rabbit hole. And he said butterfly effect. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking. Well, it is, dude. Is it, is it considered a butterfly effect? Versus, well, when, versus, small, when one small thing changes yeah. the rest of the oh, shit. Yeah. 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 I forget yeah. that movie. Okay. That was a good. Yeah. The, the only good thing from that movie is Ashton Kutcher walks into the dorm room. At, at one point he goes, it smells like patchouli and ass in here. And yeah, I've yeah. said that in every bad smelling room. I've walked in since I heard that. I'm like, yo, it smells like patchouli and ass in here. What's going on? So, I'm a, I'm a, you guys have heard of the uh, simulation theory, right? Absolutely. So we are in a simulation 100%. You know what? I right. just so heard I'm that I'm from a, John. I, I have like 50 things I could throw at you that tell you that we're not. Reasons really? why. Really? Oh, I would love to hear them. And I'll tell you that's a, that's a whole other day story. Oh, but God one of them. One of them I want to tell you about is the butterfly effect. Okay. If the butterfly effect is happening, which it is, right? Uh A butterfly flaps its wings somewhere in Hawaii and changes, you know, the weather pattern of the pollen and changes, you know, causes a tornado and, you know, hurricanes and all that, you know? There's so many dynamic changes. There's so much chaos in that, that that's one of the reasons why you can't simulate that. Sure. the, The powers that be a computer could not handle the power, uh, you know, processing power to recreate that. Not yet. Not ever. I mean, because that's just one thing. Not ever. That's ever. What a thousand years in the future from now. That's that's just one thing. Well, I'm saying, okay, well, a thousand <laughs> years from now, you don't think they would have the processing power to be able to do that? I mean, because we're I on mean, the timeline of only right now. The simulation theory is on the timeline of fucking forever. Right. You know, so we could be in the year 4,500. Hey, Leo, hit him, hit him with another one. Hit him with another one. You know, we got time. Hit him with one more. I, just, I love this shit. This is like, oh, uh, it makes me so. Either way, it's You awesome. hit him with an uppercut, you know hit him with the right hook, Leo. Bring it. Come on. Shit. We ain't done here. Yeah, so that's, that's just one of the reasons. Um, But, hey, guys, let, let's talk about horror. Yes. Yeah, hey, that, yeah for sure. I hey. want to know. Uh, let's, let's start with Mario. It, you know what, what? What do you remember about horror? What was the earliest horror movie you watched or remember? Uh, my dad was big into horror. Uh, fuck all the Friday Thirteenth, all the uh, '80s slashers. Yeah. Uh, those scared the bejesus out of me. I think he fucking wrecked me, and I need to go to therapy now. Everything scares the bejesus out of me after my last accident too. So I'm all fucked up. But I used to always remember the big monsters coming out, someone getting fucking killed, yelling. But it was all those '80s thrashers when I was like young. Hell yeah. Super old. I mean, uh, yeah. Freddy Cougar. Yeah. All them <laughs> shit. Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. So when you, when you were young, were those like scary to you or were they like fun? 
Um, in the beginning, they were scary. As time went on, they became more like, all right, like nah, that's just not fucking bad. But yeah. as as a kid growing up, like three, four years old, my dad's supposed to be watching me. He's letting me fucking stay up with him late watching <laughs> fucking wrestling and fucking horror films. So by the time my mom gets home, I'm still up quivering behind the fucking sofa, worried about the goddamn dude who's going to come in here and slash me up. Yeah, so. Freddy Krueger's going to drop an elbow on you. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> But, uh, Johnny, Johnny C, man, how about you? So my, what did I scare you with, Katie? That's my sister. Um, the my first memory of, of of any horror movie is I don't know if it's the first Friday the Thirteenth or the second one where he pops up out of the water and gra- and, and grabs the kid in the. Uh, in the rowboat when they're out in the middle of the lake, it's like a dream. It's not even real, but it's just like a dream right, sequence right. that happens. And I remember that scared me so bad. That was like, fuck. And when it started getting funny, my favorite character from any scary movie ever is Kincaid from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Where he's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's the best character ever doing cartwheels and shit, fucking taking out Freddy Krueger. He gets up out of the wheelchair and he can fucking do gymnastics now. Oh, it's the fucking best. So that's when like it started getting funny, like where it started yeah. being fun. But I like scary movies, but I like it when so it's not it's never gonna be my suggestion. But yeah. I'm down if somebody else suggests. And it better it, be you know at noon. I mean? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I at noon scary. on a Sunday. <laughs> Super Steve, how about you, man? For me, it started off with Freddy Krueger, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, just sleeping, falling asleep, because that now that's a fear. Like, oh, I have to go to sleep yeah. now, and yeah. this motherfucker's gonna get me. Fuck you! And then when it got funny, was um, I can't remember which one it was, but when one of the one of the people in there that was trying not to fall asleep had a heroin addict addiction. And remember all her heroin. Oh, that tracks, was the best. The mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, dude, that was like gross. <sighs> yet like funny. Yet like, and then he comes out with like needles in his yeah, hands as opposed yeah, to yeah. and just fucks her up. That was like. That's when yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, this shit's stupid. But I still couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> How about for you, Leo? Where did you get the itch and the, you know, what what put you in this path? Because you guys have a really great show, a really great podcast. It's fucking just exploding, dude. And you guys have had so many people on there. It's amazing. Like, Avira, Mistress of the Dark. I remember watching her all the time. Huge fans. Leo, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) So what is it for you? What's your favorite shit? Let's hit it. Now that we hit so, you with all our basic bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> We're like basic. No, you know, for me, it started, uh, you know, when I was really young, it, you know, it was it was my dad uh, showing me the, you know, Godzilla movies, you know, the original 1954 movie, uh, you know, uh, by uh, directed by Shiharu, uh Honda, you know. And it was like, you know, as a kid, you know, it's, it's a little scary, you know, but then you watch that movie today and like, man, that's a terrible suit, you know. The effects, <laughs> yeah. the effects are silly. But what they did back then, you know, was something very special because as a kid, it made me love the monsters, you know? So I never was truly scared of them. Like vampires, werewolves, none of that stuff scared me ever, you know? Um, And then the cool thing is my parents let me watch, um, you know, Macabre Theater, uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. You know, so it was like Sunday afternoons and and the movies were B-horror movies, you know? They were silly, um, you know, and some were funny, and but just, they were supposed to be scary, you know, but they were never scary, you know? 
There's like so it's kind of like the gateway, you know. You know? One yeah. of my favorites was the Laurel and Hardy versus when they fought like the the, the Dracula and Frankenstein. I, they fought monsters. I don't remember who. Yeah. And but it so it was like a comedy horror movie, and the comedy part was legitimately funny, and the scary parts were like scary for the 30s, you know, for whenever this was made. They weren't trying to make it haha like the scary parts. They were trying to fucking scare you. So it's like yeah. you see like them trying to be funny and then wait, like a wait, monster wait. Is, is that how Hanna-Barbera got all those fucking wacky like stories <laughs> that from that shit? Fucking Lauren Hardy thing. fighting fucking monsters? Yeah, i never seen that. Shit. And I love Lauren Hardy. I never, I'm going to go look that shit up. There's like a lot of uh, Albert and Costello also. Albert and Costello oh, maybe that's what I was Wolf talking Man about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what yeah, I those, meant. Those are, those are great. Those are classics, man. Talking but you know what? This actually evolved over the years because I met my friend's uh, while working at Kirok, you know, I know Super Steve there for a long time. At the same time, I met my friends Lauren and Trevor, and we all became good friends because we all had a passion for horror movies. So we started watching horror movies, and we'd go like at you know the midnight showing at the ArcLight, you know, to go see the newest whatever was coming up, The Ring or whatever, you know. And we'd have a good time, you know. And then like we start talking about the movies, and like, hey, you know, what would you think about that, man? That was scary. That was cool, you know. And eventually, our group just grew, right? Because it's like. We had friends of friends of friends joining us, right? So all of a sudden, we're now a crew, right? There's like 10 of us. There's like 15 of us all going to the Arclight. Like we're buying a whole row at the Arclight, you know? And we're all going to go see, you know, The Conjuring together, or, you know, whatever it is. And that's, you know, that became, after the movie, it became a conversation outside the theater. So movie would end and we would still be there till 2.30 in the morning talking about the movie. And the idea came up, hey, why don't we do a podcast and talk about movies, right? Hell yeah! And that's where the idea came from. It's like, well, you know, we, we, you know, we came up with the name, the Boo Crew. You know, <laughs> and, uh, nice. we started right, right off the bat. We're like, we're gonna talk about movies, and, and right off the bat, we're gonna have guests. So we booked Scout Taylor Compton for our very first guest. You'll know her from the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she made a bunch of other horror movies, and she's still acting. She's still doing a lot of stuff. And ever since then, you know, it's like. Who else can we talk to? You know, it's like, oh, you know what? Let's talk to, you know, the girl next door from Playboy, Bridget Marquardt. She goes ghost hunting. We talked to her. And that girl is like an encyclopedia. You know, it comes to like ghost hunting. She knows everything like the back of her hand, man. And, you know, from then on, it's like, hey, how about this guy? And this, we've got John Five, who's, you know, now Rob Zombie's guitarist. She used to be with Marilyn Manson, you know? So we talked to him. And next thing you know, it's like writers, directors, actors, you know, just back to back to back, and now we're up to 222 guests. You know? Hell yeah! So, <laughs> who's, who's been one of your favorite guests of, uh, of out of those 222? That you can dude, that's, dude like, that's like you know, I mean, that's like your favorite time, baby. You know? <laughs> Ones that you would like to go back and redo, and maybe talk to it more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, uh, we've had a lot of all the ho- you know, we've had all the horror royalty names on there. You know, like mm-hmm. the big names you would know. Like we had West. I'm sorry, we had. Um, Robert England, right? Plays Robert Freddy Krueger, you know? Uh, We had Bill Mosley, who plays Otis from the Rob Zombie movies, you know? Like, we have some great... We had um, Danny Trejo, and he had him on. And so it's like, we have some great names, right? But believe it or not, the names that stand out to me are the filmmakers, the ones with the Cinderella stories. Like, they just told me, I had an idea, and I made the movie. And now they're like one of the big, you know, one of the big names, you know? And I'm I'm gonna focus on Mike Flanagan, now he, uh, you'll know him because he directed Doctor Sleep, Oculus, Hush, and uh, he's currently working on like you know uh, he, he did Haunting the Blind Manor, 
Haunting of Hill House for Netflix. So if you watch those, it's a very solid uh, ghost-centric stories on Netflix. You know, he knows how to tell a story. He knows how to, you know, th- throw in, mix in the romance and the scares. Like, he knows how to blend it all yeah. perfectly. So having that guy on was like a primer, you know, like any, you know, for any one of my friends who wants to become a filmmaker or has an idea to make a movie, I always tell them, hey, listen to his episode. I'm for sure because that you know, that's what's up. Yeah, he, I, I, he, I, I like nerdy now know, like so that. He was actually like, uh, he was filming like, you, you know, the Brand Boulevard of Cars in Glendale, like those car commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of work he was taking on, like to learn how to edit and stuff, you know. So he went from that to making his first feature length uh, with Oculus. And you know who he had as an actor in, in that movie was uh, Karen Gillan. Sure. Who's uh, Nebula in, in uh, The Avengers. You know, that's her yeah. first big movie, you know. So it's like he launched some careers here and there. And he also brought back some people like, for example, um, Henry Thomas, who we haven't seen him, you know, since he was a boy in E.T. Yeah. And, you know, now he's like one of his inner circle actors that he uses over and over in almost everything he does, you know. So he's built these relationships. But it's really it was just really cool to hear his story where it's like, here's a guy who just had an idea and a passion and just did it. And what you do know, you think it is about horror movies or that not necessarily just horror, but horror, suspense, thriller, like that kind of genre where it is the guys with the singular vision that are willing to make the movies themselves. Like so many times it is a horror movie where they've come out of nowhere. You know, a guy who nobody knows that's come up with this fucking incredible script and this incredible idea. And it is those types of movies a lot, you know, enough that I notice. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, for a number of reasons. For for one, they have a passion uh, for the genre. Like like you know, for example, I do. Like you know, we, like we do. We talk about Freddy Krueger. Like so exciting, right? Uh, that's that's number one. But number two, it's like when it when it's do it yourself and you have a passion for it. Nobody's gonna say no. There's no suits. There's nobody saying, hey, I'm gonna give you a million dollars, but you can't do this. You can't show this. You can't cut the. You know. So they get to do what they want, right? Then they shop the film and somebody. You know, if it's done right. Somebody's going to pick it up for distribution and put it out there. Sure. But also they have a story to tell. This is the most important, you know, lesson of of horror movies that people don't realize is that you can tell an effective story. You can tell, you can showcase a theme, something that's relatable to history that we've been through. And you could expose that for a little bit. So, for example, I'm going to highlight George Romero, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. One of the, you know, probably the first zombie movie, right? Uh, in fact, they weren't even called zombies in the movie. Yeah. They called them ghouls. Now, George Romero did something crazy. Remember, the year is 1968, okay? Think about what's going on today in the streets, okay? Think about the civil rights movement. 1968, civil rights movement. What does he it. do? He casted Dwayne Jones, a black man, as the lead actor, Okay. This is the time where the movie studios would have told them, nope, you can't do that. Like, what, what are you like, thinking? Fuck you know? no. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, you know, he did that. And it was, you know, he also casted Judith Odea as, as the female, you know, white woman, you know, leading in that role. And there's also a controversial scene where she goes hysterical and he hits her, like, yeah. close fist and knocks her out, you know? So it's like, here you have a black man hitting a white woman, he knocks the shit you know, out of her. in 1968, okay? Think about that, okay? Hell yeah. So he wasn't, like, doing it on purpose, right? His whole thing was like, look, Dwayne Jones was actually the best actor for that role. And that's why he casted him, you know? But the movie was very much common, so much, you know, it was very much uh, commentary on 
the American life of the 1960s, right. you know. And, and then you, you, you could think back to, for example, uh, Dracula, right? I mean, Dracula, you know, really, if you think about it, is a story of illegal immigration and xenophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a fun you know, it's job. about the fear, the fear of, of somebody from a different country that you don't know, and you know. So it's like, you know, that's coming up in our, you know, in our daily news stories again today, right? And over and over, it's like, and that's a story that's what hundreds, two hundred years old, you know, whatever, three hundred years old, you know. It's like, so you know, there's these themes, right? That it's like if you want to explore something. And you want to teach someone. You want to, like, you know, get it out there. Um, you know, for example, uh, The Invisible Man. Did you guys see that uh, last year's movie, two yeah. years ago? Uh, uh, the one that came out, Universal yeah. Pictures, The Invisible Man? Yeah. So that one made by Lee Wanell, who uh, created the Saw franchise with James Wan and all that. Now, it's a modern-day version of The Invisible Man, because that story is a couple hundred years old, okay? But what did he do? He told the story of a guy who was abusing his girlfriend. <laughs> totally. Okay? Like she was going through abuse, verb, you know, verbal, physical, like you know, stalking, all that, right? And you think about it today, and I look around, and I actually know women that are still in those toxic relationships, you know. So here's this guy who's who's showing you another theme, another, you know, another co more commentary, you know. And this one, this one's in your face. This one's like, hey, this girl's being stalked by her ex-boyfriend who is invisible, but you know. But he made a great horror movie out of it. Yeah. Do you so, think it's also because uh, uh, is it easier to make a horror movie, Leo, than you know than than all the other movies? You know what I'm saying? Because there's been a lot of, and not only that, but there's been a lot of like the beast, the beings like Toxic Avenger, uh, those type of movies. So I think people might even see it as something that they can that's more attainable to do, as opposed to a bigger type of film. You know what I'm saying? It, you know. Yeah, I mean, there, there is that possibility, right? But here's the thing. Here's the thing about horror. It's all about timing. Yeah, sure. And it's very much like comedy. Like, if your comedy is... If I'm not laughing every seven minutes, like, screw your movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, what, you're saving it for, for one big sexual, you know, funny act in, you know, at the end? It's like, what's the point? I was bored the rest of the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's the same with horror. It's all about timing. And, you know, we're actually going through a horror renaissance right now. Like, if this was the 1950s, 60s, like, you know, we're seeing so much good stuff coming out right now. Like, like I'm watching three to four horror movies a week that are about to come out over the next few months or maybe even year that are amazing. And they're made by first-time directors, uh, you know, people you've never heard of. All right, let's give, give me one. What, what should I be looking out for? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this movie because this came out last year in the middle of the pandemic. There's a movie called Host. Host. Have you guys have you guys seen that? Nope. No. Man, think, this, is, the, this is this is one of the best stories ever. Think about that. This is this is April. This is March, April last year during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is shut down. We're talking like worldwide, right? Like England shut down, and uh, you you know U.S. shut down. Anyways, in England in London. A group of friends got together because they used to they used to uh, get together over Zoom and have like a, you know they you know game night or you know they would drink whatever and and they're all out of work because Hollywood shut down right no movies are being made and at that time I think it was Guillermo del Toro who, who sent the tweet and says you know these times really suck right now like there's just you know 
all this, you know, uncertainty and everything. And, and I can't wait to see what comes out of this a year or two from now. What brilliant ideas and horrors sure. come out of this, right? No. These guys in London said, hold my Corona. Because we're <laughs> going to make a movie right now. And they did. Nice. So they got the they got this the, the five girls and they got a, they got one of their guy friends and they filmed the whole movie over Zoom, okay? So everybody is socially distanced living in their own place. Everybody had to do their own stunts. Everybody had to do their own blood or makeup effects, okay? That's the awesome. whole movie takes place on the computer screen over over uh over Zoom, okay? So and I mean, it was, it's pretty brilliant how they filmed it. I mean, they were taping cell phones to the back of you know, their laptops to record the footage. Uh, you know, each one had to do their own special effects. And they even posted how they did special effects. And, dude, I was really impressed because it looked so good, you know. Yeah, these are all practical. You know? These are all like being pulled out of a chair, you know. But the whole premise about this movie is very simple. A group of friends get together on Zoom and they host a seance. <laughs> so, the seance goes bad and it affects every one of them separately you know which so is one so by good. one you know you see them get hurt you know or, or, or dead or something you know and it's like that a group of people get together and do a seance like that's a movie that's been that's a story that's been told one million times yeah. but all you have to do is take it and put it on the internet and now it's a completely different fucking yeah. thing now it's a it's a 100 percent completely different story like that is but here's, but here's, but here's, here's the, the thing, thing though, though it, it, was it was filmed, filmed during a pandemic okay yeah. The pandemic is part of the story. Okay? Oh, no shit. So it's a 2020 yeah. movie. That's cool. Oh, it's a 2020 movie. Yeah. It came out, you know, last summer. And it, and it's a, it's a feature length movie that, that it's not an internet movie. It, it was filmed with the premise of Zoom, but it, but actually, you know, if we had theaters open, it would go in theaters. Sure. You know? No, I meant a 2020 uh, movie. Like it takes place in 2020. Like, you know, oh yeah. Like during it, the it was, pandemic. I mean, yeah. it's in real time. You could yeah. watch them and you could see that. Holy shit. Like we're going through the same thing, you know? Uh, so it's 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 so clever because that's never been done before. Yeah, and movie clocks in at like fifty five minutes. It's not even an hour. The movie, it's so well paced. So uh, shout out to Jed Shepard and Gemma Hurley and uh, Rob Savage who who made this movie. Basically, they wrote it. They got five of their girlfriends and one guy friend and and dude, there's there's even a scene in this movie uh, where. One of the characters gets set on fire. Okay, think about that. To do that yourself at home yes, practically yes, is yes, wild. Like, yeah, oh, we're gonna yes. make a practical effect no, with your laptop. Real fire. <laughs> real fire. It's not even special effects. It's practical, and it's, it's fucking nuts. I'm like, I can't believe you guys did that, guys. This is um, a one take shot. Okay, yeah, right, right. no, yeah. this is a one one <laughs> go. Crispy. I'm gonna get crispy. Extra crispy. <laughs> and that's crazy. So, yeah, that's 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 one of those movies where it's like, if you want to see something that's to blow your mind. Because of how it was made, where it was made, made for nothing. And that is the most talked about movie in ages. And one of the most successful movies of last year. And we're still talking about it. Super yeah. cool. And that's crazy because it goes back to the theme of, and not that we do it on purpose, guys, but like shooting your shot. We've always talked about it every week. Yeah. And we come on here and we, you know, you know, we give each other that motivation for the following week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, this is just another example of someone just taking a risk. Just doing it, just going out there and doing what you have to do and putting it out there, man. And look what happened. Success. You did yeah, it with yeah. friends. You did it. I'm sure those guys did it for free. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and that's that's what it's all about, man. Just taking your shot, doing your thing, dude. Don't be afraid. I mean, these guys did it in a pandemic. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I got to check that out for sure. Leo, one of my favorite movies, let me know if you've seen it, is uh, Zombievers. Have you seen that? <laughs> Dude, that is, that one, is one, one of the greatest of... movies I've seen in Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Zombievers. Zombievers. Yeah, yeah. I'm stupid Zombievers. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was funny for sure. I, it... Dude, I mean, just the fact that they, you know, they have beaver jokes in there is just, you know. Uh, but yeah, that, that's one of the movies I couldn't stop laughing because it, it kind of parallels like the whole Piranha, Piranha 3, sure. uh, yeah. Double D and all that, you know. Um, but yeah, once again, somebody has a crazy idea, right? And yeah. says, yeah, these fucking zombies, you know, beavers that, you know, and, you know, they come back and they just eat people and shit and, you know, blood everywhere and missing limbs and all that shit. And it's like, dude, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's just like, they didn't have enough boobs. Sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had like one, one set. One of my favorite movies from that, like, kind of genre, like, is, uh, was Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Like that, like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. title. Like that, like, what, what a fun movie, you know, and the same yeah. thing yeah. where it's like this. Yeah, horror comedy that's actually funny and actually fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, like, like no Shaun of the Dead. Is, is that pretty, on that? Well, level? I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's a movie where half the people are in a comedy and the other half are in a horror movie. Like these people are getting killed, but like these dudes are killing them, but they're not trying to kill them. But these right, kids right. keep seeing their friends being murdered and are freaking out. But these dudes are trying to fix the situation. It's to have to watch. It's it's like it's the. Outside of horror, the the genre is called "It Gets Worse." Like that's the whole movie. Like it, it just it just gets worse. Like over and over, through happenstance, like their situation just gets worse. Someone talked about the unholy that just came out. Have you have you checked that one out, Leo? Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact you had the filmmakers uh, for that movie, and uh, one of the leads in that one of the lead uh, actors in that movie is the, the guy who plays Negan from um, The Walking Dead. Sure. Oh shit. And, and, and Dean. Uh, that's the artist. Dean, uh, on the chat. Henry Dean Morgan is that his name? Harry yeah, Dean Morgan. Harry Dean. Uh, Richard Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Richard, you know, I knew his three names. Ended in Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's badass. Now you guys, yeah, it's, it's an interesting take uh, because it's like you know, there's been so many religious movies, right? Some of them are exorcism. Some of them are you know, evil spirits, ghosts, and all that. This one is very specifically to the Virgin Mary. Guadalupe. Oh, yep. Okay. I've never seen anything like this. Okay. Is it like Mexican? Uh, like Mexicans are yeah, people, but Mexican, I know they yeah. really care about Guadalupe. You know what I no. mean? Like, <laughs> there was no, no there was no Mexicans being filmed on set with this. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to remember that you know when when she appeared in different parts of the world, she was she had a different name, right? Yeah, yeah. You know she was the Lady of Fatima, right? Or you know in some countries the Blessed Mother, or you know um, Ave Maria, you know, or Lady of Guadalupe, you know. So different people you know recognize her by different name. Uh, but yeah, well, it, it's an interesting concept because I've never seen anything like that, and it it, it does something cool with it. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're intrigued by it, definitely check it out. Hey, check that out for sure. Now, one now, of our friends uh, did um, a little short film, and you had posted on there that there was some evil black energy where he had filmed it. What was that location, Leo? Oh, okay. So he filmed a short, right? below the Arroyo Seco or right by the Arroyo Seco, which is below Suicide Bridge in Pasadena. And uh, that area right there, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of the Portal to Hell? 
No. no. What? Okay. <laughs> there's a spot down there. I'm not even joking. I mean, you could look this up because there's actually really cool pictures online. It's called the Portal to Hell, and it's down there. And it's like these 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 uh, the flood channel uh, ends at these gates that are locked or closed, and it goes into like this you know tunneled area of, you know where it goes deep into the the hillside, rocky hillside, and all that. Anyways, going back to the 1930s or or 40s, maybe is it? Um, three people got together there to perform occult uh, sexual magic uh, rituals. Hell yeah! That would be that would be the founder of JPL, Jack Parsons, the founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, and uh, one of the biggest names in uh, the satanic uh, world, Aleister Crowley. Ooh, that's, like a, that's like an all-star game. Yeah, right that's there. like. <laughs> That's like a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the three of them were into that, you know, into like uh, conjuring, you know, uh, you know, demons and then looking into opening uh, different dimensions, all that stuff. In fact, that's how Jack Parsons died. He he blew himself up, you know. He, he, he wanted to open a hole to, you know, I don't know, the 10th dimension or something, and he just blew himself <laughs> up and killed himself. Um, but right hand. there, that's, you know, where, where they were, you know, launching rockets in that area, because that's what we know today as JPL. JPL, you know? we had the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. But yeah, Damn. but yeah, those those three um, got together and were doing some dark ritualistic stuff. And you can see symbols in that area. You can see symbols on trees. In fact, you can see swings, like you know, like what kids would sit on, like those kind of swings on trees. But the swings are really, really high. Like you can't even get to them. Hell yeah. Damn. And there's there's weird like symbols and people you know theorize what it means, and there's weird like etchings and markings like there's definitely dark energy down there like like some some bad stuff was done and then of course if you look at the news around that time, there were some kids that went missing, and really close to that neighbor to the area, and people were wondering if they were sacrificed. Oh man, hopefully. Shit. You say hopefully? There, yeah, hopefully there's, like a, there's like a wild like side story to this that uh I believe it was um Jack Parsons who bet L. Ron Hubbard and said, I bet you can't start a religion. Yeah. And supposedly that's how he started Scientology. It's crazy because I've been watching the documentary uh on Scientology for the last couple of days on Netflix where they're trying to like expose it. Right, so, right. That's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I thought you mean a guy who was the most prolific fiction writer in the history of the world wrote another fiction book and sold it to people? <laughs> Fucking surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just, <laughs> no, but just the, the things that they're talking about that happen in there and how they, oh, dude, it's just crazy. People getting beat and, and yeah. just putting like what they call the hole. Look at just... all cults. Anytime there's a cult, it's eventually going to end up being you're getting beaten or your wife's getting fucked. Like that. Yeah. Like that. That's how all cults end up. Like that's the only <laughs> that they're only like either a beating cult or a sex cult, and yeah. sometimes wait, a wait, beating wait. and sex cult. Well, where's the Kool Aid in all this shit? Though? Yeah, Isn't there fucking Kool Aid in one of these? I mean, eventually <laughs> that's the end. Oh, okay. That would be uh, what, what was that? The uh, James Jamestown uh, massacre. Uh, yeah, they and they drink. Um, it wasn't even Jim cool. Jones was it? Um, it was Jungle Juice, bro. Yeah, Jim Jones out there fucking making it happen. Yeah, <laughs> but so when will the Scientology one end, and how will it end? 
Um, I, I mean, come on. It'll end with have a lot of, oh, it'll end with Scientology being accepted as like a regular religion in fifty years or a hundred years. We're like, what is everybody talking about? It's a cult. <laughs> the same way that the Church of Latter Day Saints did in the sixties. This was like, yo, everybody knows this is a cult, right? Yeah. And now it's like, no, no. What are you talking about? The Mormons are a completely legitimate religion. And it'll yeah, say, I got my magic underwear. And the same thing will happen with Scientology. <laughs> and that's you know, come on. So what else, Leo, is there any is there any other like crazy areas like that, Leo, that we can go and scavenger and hang out at? Why do you want to send people to the fucking bad juju place, Steve? <laughs> so, what the fuck? Someone has to go to tell so stories? I just passed. I'd never, I'd never seen it before. I just passed um, Houdini's mansion for the first time. And, like, I'd never I've driven. There. I've never driven. So I've totally been there. There has to be something cool about that, right? I see you nodding. There has to be something awesome, right? <laughs> no? I've been there. It, it was a uh, late nineties and there was a band, uh, two bands, actually uh, one of them called sugar Ray, the other one called smash mouth. Hell and yeah. That's like an early two thousands fucking yeah. all-star team right there. Yeah. <laughs> we did an event there. Actually they performed at the house. Hell yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, the house had some creepy vibes. You guys, you know, brought, back the, then. You guys brought the evil spirits with fucking <laughs> Sugar Ray and Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, They're like, one this of place the, one has never most, been the same. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> one of the most uh, talked about places that keeps coming up, even, even with a few of our, uh, quite a few of our guests here in L.A., and, and that's the Cecil Hotel. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you guys been there? Or I just did stand. I I saw it because I did stand up right by there, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's the fucking the Netflix hotel." But I know yeah. the. I mean, I'm from L.A., so I know that I've heard the stories, and I know about the the lady drinking the dead girl water and all the rest of that shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that lady drank and took a shower in dead girl water, like a dead girl disintegrated in that water, <laughs> yep. and then she drank it and cleansed herself with it like that's a horror movie right there the movie yeah. should be that 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 girl possesses that lady now after she drank her oh and dude <laughs> that would be crazy everyone in there turns into like some zombie oh, possessed oh my god yeah. Oh, that's I mean, the if, foulest if, if thing was, I've ever heard. If, What's worse? If that movie wasn't, if that movie didn't have a sad ending to it, like I'm sure somebody would have, you know, thought yeah, of that. I'm sure. sure. People don't want to don't want to quite touch that yet, you know. Oh, it's too, I understand. Too fresh. Yeah, yeah that's, they don't want to um, touch it like they don't want to touch dead girl water. Yeah. <laughs> What's worse though, TJ water or dead girl water? Dude, I'll Ooh. take a TJ water. <laughs> but, but if you could take TJ water, then dead girl water should be no problem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can drink either one, yeah, you're you, good. You're, you're built for it. No uh, Corona for you. My stomach. Uh, sh- shout out to Liz Vampire Mermaid out there on YouTube checking us out right now live every Tuesday night. Yes. The West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. She says Heritage Farm. What is that? I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is, Leo? Uh, it kind of it rings a bell. I, I just don't know where it's at. Uh, you know, maybe she can chime in and mention uh, type in where it's at. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, Liz, uh, if you want, you can call one... in at 909-475-7449. <laughs> call in and let us know what Heritage Farm yeah. is about. Oh, you know, you know, you know, one of the other uh, besides the the Lisa Lamb missing and the girl, the water, you know, the water tank case. One of the other crazy stories is the fact that Richard Ramirez was killing people here in L.A. covered in blood. He was coming back to the Cecil Hotel covered in blood. He would strip naked, okay, throw his bloody clothes in the dumpster outside, walk through the lobby in his underwear and bloody shoes and all that, 
right to his room, and not one person would question him. They're like, oh, good to see you again, Mr. Ramirez. Yeah. Please, you know, you go right out to your room. Fresh towels? Just another Tuesday. <laughs> this guy's good. And that's crazy because the lady that's they're interviewing that was the manager, dude, she's wacko, bro. Yeah. She's crazy. You can just see in her eyes and the way she's like, well, no, nothing ever she happened. She had crazy eyes for sure. Yeah. She had mad crazy you eyes. You can't bro. be yeah. the manager at that hotel. What do you think? Regular people are <laughs> going to apply saying, for that you know job? I mean? Like, like yeah. get out of here. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? Richard Ramirez is walking through there. Like, so you, you have to only imagine what else was walking through sure. there. If it, Richard Ramirez naked. Didn't raise blood. an eyebrow. No, 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 did not raise an eyebrow. Him cruising. No. So what the fuck else was going yeah. on there? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Didn't they even say like the, the top stories of it, the top, uh, 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 you know, uh, stories of that hotel. Like they wouldn't even go up there. Cause people were getting yeah. killed. People were getting like doing drugs, doing crazy Hilarious. shit. Up there. Like, yeah, they wouldn't we even go, we didn't up, go up there. there. Like, you know how most people don't go on, like, there's no 13th floor, but they won't even go to the top. Like, They're like, above five, we yeah, don't go up nah. there. <laughs> By the way, the interesting fucking pin pal group that must be going around those people, like, hey, there's a spot, They're, they don't question, you're good, just come here. Yeah, come on no, down, don't man. worry. No, 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 you're good. No, I walked in all bloody. No, you're fucking good. Like, no, you got this. Yeah. I murdered three people last week, yeah. and they didn't even know I brought an arm back. I brought an arm back with me, waved to the person at the yeah. front desk with the arm I cut off, and they were just like, yeah, that's cool, man. We'll yeah, fucking, hey, uh, rent's due Saturday. <laughs> come down for the continental breakfast. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy is uh, on our podcast, we had a guest. Her name is Rachel Stavis. This is one of our earlier guests. She, we, we had her on because uh, there was an article on her on CNN and also Cosmo Magazine. She's a female exorcist, okay? Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. And whenever the articles, you know, we, we, we got we to get her. We got to get her. And we finally got her on the show, and we sat down with her for like two hours. And she told us how she does what she does, okay? Using very different modern techniques, but it's nothing that violates the Catholic, you know, right or what they do in Judaism or, you know, or in Buddhism. So she, she, you know, she will call upon the saints or Jesus or, you know, or Buddha or Allah, you know, for help, you know, in exercising these spirits, you know? So a lot of this was very interesting. And then they got, the conversation got really, really creepy because she started talking about the Cecil hotel and how she attempted to go there. So this is a woman who's not afraid, by the way. Like, she's told some crazy stories. Yeah, and she's, like, not, she's not afraid yeah, of nothing. You know, yeah. She's like, not I, I wouldn't last 10 minutes, you know, anywhere <laughs> she goes, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Um, but she went to the Cecil, and she said that that place is another portal to hell. She says that, and, and, and you know, it's it, and it's tied into the fact that it's also Skid Row, you know? Absolutely. So it's a dark place down there. It's dark. It's dark place. And she says that... She comes in incognito, you know, and yet you have these people coming out of the shadows, okay? These homeless people who are not right in their mind, right? They recognize her. You know what I'm saying? They recognize her. They told her to fuck off, go away. You will never help her. You don't, you're not wanted here. You know, and, and she was vessels. Know, oh, shit. So they, they know her by name. They know her as, as being an exorcist. And she said, there's a lot of possessed people down there. Fuck. So we need her to cure homelessness out there. Just start. So they're not schizo. They're possessed. Yeah. By crispy fucking shit going on. What the <laughs> fuck, bro? 
Dude, that's insane. Especially for someone who doesn't get scared that someone something will actually fucking frighten you. Can we look at this right here on the chats. Somebody, uh, somebody by AC Uh-oh. said they had a question for what's me. The with the if phone you want to type it in the chat, uh, I'm curious yeah, what the question is. Yeah, you can do that. What's the matter with the phone number? I don't know. What are you doing? The number, once again, is 909-475-7449. Johnny, call us. Let's see if that fucking works. Who, me? Yeah. What's the number? 909-475. What's your favorite exorcism uh, movie, Leo? 7449. I... I'm always going to go back to the original 1973, The Exorcist. Nope. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, he said no about the phone. Oh, yeah, no, I'll tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's curious. Because like, people say no, like, they don't, <laughs> they don't watch it. You know? <laughs> you know what? I can't watch it. Which, See, which one is it? Where was the, the, the OG yes, one. Why, oh, why, no. can't you, why can't you watch it? Dude. Uh, just because, you know what? Because, like, you see Nightmare on Elm Street, right? It's right. fake. Now, this shit's supposed to be real. Yeah. So there's a possibility. Like, I don't know because I've never dealt with that. And I, the, the closest I've ever come to, like, even thinking of ghosts or anything is, like, um, what are they called? When, when, when you feel something that's pressuring you when you're sleeping. It's called the... Uh, um, like the uh, sleep paralysis? Yeah. The closest I've ever found. But, dude, when, I, I I'll tell you this. I was laying in my bed and I was falling asleep and I felt... Like, if someone straddled me from behind, and I felt the steps come into on the bed, like, one and then the other. You know what I'm saying? And it fucking was crazy. So, for me, like, the exorcism is, like, it could be real. This shit's, sure. like, this shit's, like, too close to be real, so I don't even want to think about it and have that shit in my head. That's why. I saw it pretty recently, The Exorcist, and not too long, and it's still so fucking scary, man. Like, yes. It is yes. still no fucking joke. But I think it's because joke. of the fact that this could be real shit. Too, like, it's like because it's a surrealistic. Little, because this is a little girl, too. This is yeah. a young woman up here doing gnarly shit. You know? yeah. Like, it is fucking bad yeah. ass. Yeah. And, you know, the, the cool thing is, you know, this is one of the horror movies that I should not have seen when I was nine years old. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen that at 19. It, it, it scared me, you know? And it still scares me. Like, if it's on, I, have to, like, I always turn around. I'm like, okay, I'm alone. And I see some shadows. You know, I'm like, shit, you know? Um, but... The cool thing about that movie is if you watch it with fresh eyes, it's a really interesting story of really it's it's a story about the priest. Sure. It's not the young girl, you know? It's about the priest losing his faith, you know? And why he's losing his faith and why he carries that guilt, you know, that he couldn't uh help his mom or, or be there for his mom when she was sick all those years. And you know, he, you know, he was a boxer, he became a priest, you know, that kind of stuff. There's a great story there. He's sad, um, too, because his mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah. <laughs> See, then you have that, right? You have that, right, which is 1973. You have that dialogue, right? And then you also have uh, the, the masturbation scene with the crucifix, okay? Think yeah. about that. That has not been done again, okay, nope. since 1973. Because that's still controversial. That's just 50 years ago. And there yeah. we've made movies like all the Saw movies and Hostel right. and all that crazy shit. Right. And there's nobody banging themselves with the crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. It's, you know, it's something you don't you don't touch it. You know, you don't 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 mess with that, you know. Um, but, yeah, that still holds holds up. Unfortunately, I think it's being remade. Like I've heard some talk. Ah, that Jesus oh, Christ. Man. And it should not be remade. Like that's the movie. You know, I always tell people. Hey, when I, when I mentioned that movie, they said, oh, the split pea soup head turning around. I'm like, no, 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 no. Watch it with, like, careful eyes because this is a, it's a great movie. Yeah. 
you know, people think of like, oh yeah, she throws up and this and like, no, 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 forget about that part. Like, look at, look at the makeup job, you know? Sure. Look, look at the, look at the makeup job on the old priest. Cause that dude as an actor was actually the same age or younger than the younger priest. Yeah. And, and, and also, he made him look like he was 80 years old. And you know? it all holds, all of it, across oh, yeah. the board. Because yeah. you know? you're too scared to even notice the details. Really, like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Like, I don't even, are you closing your eyes half the time, turning away? I mean, yeah. like I said, to me, it's just one of those things, like anything of that nature. Even like, Leo, you got me into listening to Coast to Coast. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and whenever they had, whenever they had uh, any of the horror, like any of the exorcist guys on there, I would never listen to that shit. I oh, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't listen to those those episodes, bro. Because to me, it was like it's too fucking real, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know that that, that movie is actually based on a true story. It yeah, happened yeah, in 1949, yeah. You know, and we actually talked to the guy who wrote a book, and I read the book. You know, over one night, uh, the the boy's name was Roland Doe. It happened in St. Louis. It's a really interesting story because there was a lot of cover up. You know. Like the Catholic Church recognized what was going on, and they were like, "We can't let the we, we can't let the world know, you know, that this is going on." So they kind of covered up the whole story. Um, but that was, and it's documented in a 26-page diary, and that diary made its way to a Georgetown uh, priest who heard about it, and. William Peter Blatty was a student there. You know, he was a journalism student there. He heard about it, got a hold of the diary wrote the book, The Exorcist, and then made the movie the following year, you know, so, but it's not a 12-year-old girl, obviously, it's, it was like a 13-year-old boy, um, but a lot of, a lot of the crazy things, you know, you saw in the movie, like, did happen in real life, but it, it happened between, like, January and, like, April, so it was a good four months of some crazy shit going on in the house. Yeah, hell, yeah. Well, you know what? I just thought of a movie, and this is not a good movie, but I liked it way more than I thought I would when I saw it. Jeepers Creepers. Let's talk about Jeepers Creepers. And the reason why I like Jeepers <laughs> Creepers is because the bad guy won. And won with, like, not... There was no question that he won. At the end, he was like, yeah, I won. I'm going to be back again Fuck it next time. Don't you worry yeah. about it. So I like... I, I really enjoy horror movies where they're up against this supposedly unbeatable thing. And then that yeah. unbeatable thing is unbeatable. Like, sorry, yeah, you don't get the win. I've been doing this for a thousand years, and yeah, I'm gonna keep yeah. doing it tomorrow. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And you kids are gonna beat me. No. Yeah, that's what. So that's that's. I like that movie because I enjoyed seeing the bad guy win and like dominate. <laughs> and see, and that's the thing about horror is that horror horror is a genre where you can break those rules and the bad guy can win. Yes. And yeah. and most of the time when he does, like. It depends, you know, what movie you're, if you're watching an Elm Street movie, you're kind of rooting for Freddy Krueger sometimes, you know, but if you're watching a different type of movie, it kind of leaves you with an uneasy feeling. Like you walk home and you're like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched, but I don't (laughs) feel good, you know? Now, I'll give you a perfect example. Uneasy is the best way to describe it. What scares you, right? And I told you, monsters don't scare me, creatures don't scare me, jump scares don't scare me. Like a movie like The Strangers scares me. Have you guys seen The Strangers? Yeah. Like that movie with, with uh, Liz Tyler, yeah. uh, you know, now, you know, that that's a home invasion movie. Yeah. And that's something that happens all the time. But the ending of that movie, if you think about it, think about what you see. You see uh, her and Scott Speedman tied to a chair, right? Uh-huh. And the three strangers are standing there talking to them. And that famous line where she, you know, she's like, why are you doing this to us? And, and, and you know, he says... Because you were home. Yeah. That that came from the Charles Manson murders. 
Yeah. That's that oh, came damn. from one of the trials. That's a real line. And right after that, they get slaughtered. They get fucking knifed up. Now, remember, they went through a night of hell. You're seeing the sunrise. So, you know, I was thinking, it's sunrise. I, I feel safe now. Right. They're going to be let go. They're going to be saved. This is the end. Fuck no. They get killed. You know? <laughs> and they save it until the sun comes up. You know, they save yep. it until normally when in other movies, everybody's safe. When everybody gets light, it's like, all right, now's yep. when everybody dies. So get ready. Yep. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I do enjoy the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying, it, it just... Even even Freddy Krueger, when he lost, he didn't lose. Right. You know what I'm saying? All those guys, like, you're right. They don't lose. They just keep coming back. But I like when they yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah. a lot of times at, like, the end of J- at the end of Friday the 13th, at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, it looks like they lost, but then they come back. Yeah, and yeah. Then, Like, I like the ones that was like, no, it doesn't look like I lost. I won. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I won. You. I dominated. Like, there's fucking no problem. So I'm talking about what scares people. I remember I read this. A long time ago and they're talking to Stephen King like asking him like what scares you like of all this bullshit like what scares you and he said what the thing in his mind what would scare him it's like you know when you go into a room and it's dark and you reach for the light switch and you can't find it and you like start you know you walk into a dark room and you start looking faster and faster ah! and he was like what if so he was like what scares me is someone putting their hand on my hand and putting it on the light switch like, oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Damn. I like how putting yeah. it on the light switch is like yeah. the scary not like not just the hand but just putting it on, Put it on the, the light switch. turn it on turn on the light I would love for you yeah. to turn on the light right now so I can fucking murder you yeah, I can kill you right now <laughs> Uh, I want to apologize to everyone. It looks like we got the phones back up. So if you guys want to call in now, 909-475-7449. Uh, we did get a question. Uh, Johnny, can you read that? Because I can't fucking. Uh, Ace. Ace wants to know, Leo, being that you're into all things horror, all the ladies must feel safe in your presence. Do your fans ever try to get into your pants or throw their panties at you when they run into you? Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a funny question, man. Um, but I will say this. Uh, the horror community, okay? Because, you know, Steve knows I worked in radio, worked the entertainment yeah. business, right? There's some, you know, there's some big-ass egos there, some crazy people, you know, people that rule the world, you know, you're not part of that clique, you know, all that stuff, right? In the horror community, okay, I'm, you know, exposed to these people who are listeners, right, who are fans of our show, who we meet at conventions, or they just write us and say, hey, that was an amazing episode, you know, whatever, right? These are the nicest people I've ever dealt with in my life. I mean, and they're all different. They could be like, a, you know, doctors, lawyers. They could be a goth, you know. They could be into metal. They could be into punk rock, you know, whatever. All ages, older, you know, some young, you know. But they always chime in. They're always really cool people. And that's where I realized that that some of the best experiences, interactions I've had with these people at conventions, at shows, at movies, at haunts you know a not scary farm and universal horror and all that stuff some of the coolest people in the world and i think it's because you know we're kind of all misfits if you think about it you know we're all we're all the misfits that don't fit in in sure. a sense we're all different right and we all respect one another you know and not, you know we're not gonna point fingers and be like ah you suck because you think freddy's cool and you know, jason's better and you know it's like no you know that's childish shit you know it's like didn't they fight in outer that. space already they did fight in outer space that was like fucking yeah. jason x in space or some shit elio any good movies of la llorona there's yes. the one the there's a 
There's a there's a couple. Well, there's a couple. There's the big one that Warner Brothers did a couple years ago called the the Curse of La Llorona. Now people were, were you know people quite didn't like it. You know they were talking about bad about it. You know, but here's the thing that the movie's called the Curse of La Llorona. It's not La Llorona. It's the Curse of La Llorona. So I think people were hoping for an origin story that mm-hmm. possibly took place in 1692 or whatever. You know, and that's a cool story because you could even tie that story into Hernan Cortez, you know, when he made his way over here as a conquistador and he hooked up with La Malinche, you know, supposedly there's a, there's there's lore that La Malinche was La Llorona, you know, there's that story. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that story. It could just be the ranchero, you know, the wealthy ranchero and the poor, you know, peasant woman that he married and, and you know, having the kids and he was cheating on her and she drowned the kids, you know? So yeah. either either way, whichever story you want to believe is real or, or true, the story works. Now, that movie was cool. It was based in 1970s L.A. Um, I like some elements of it. Um, but there's also a second movie, and I believe it's on Netflix. It's called, it's just called La Llorona. And believe it or not, this movie is a Guatemalan movie which I, I didn't even know that they, they made horror movies in Guatemala. Like, that's, that blew my mind. I didn't know they made um, movies in Guatemala. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that Yorona traveled to fucking Guatemala, first of all. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, check it out, because they did something really interesting. They took, like, a story of a general from, from, from the Guatemalan army who was, like, ru- ruling down there. Like, they took his story and they wove it into, like, the curse of La Llorona and all that. So they did something really interesting. So check out that one. So those are the two that I can think of. I'm still hoping for a more definitive La Llorona story. Like, one that actually took takes place in 16-whatever, 1682-whatever, you know? Because I think that's a fascinating story. And, you know, I don't know if it's difficult because it's a period piece and sometimes people yeah. shy away from that. You know, I don't know, but I would love to see that. I want to see one with the Manic Hispanic song in it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So when, I don't know if you might not. So when I was in Peru, I learned a lot about like jungle legends, you know, like crazy shit that's supposedly out in the jungle and all these like crazy guys. And apparently there was a movie made about the, 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 the trickster Chuyachaki is the dude. Do you know of a a horror movie that has to do with this spirit Chuyachaki? I don't. Thank God, because I don't even want to know. But <laughs> when I heard there was a movie, I was like, all right, good. Because someone was telling me about this scary dude, and I heard that there was a movie about him, but that it was, whatever, it doesn't matter. Good. Good. I'm glad. He's like, yeah. Good. I don't have to worry about him coming <laughs> yeah. through. Chewy Chalky. Chewy Chalky. So you know when you're doing, this is what I was told, Chewy Chalky's a trickster. You know when you're doing something bad and you're fucking around and you and like something like and you look and you like you think someone's watching you. That's Chuya Chucky. He's fucking. He is watching. That that motherfucker is with me twenty four seven. When you're doing fuck you, Chuya Chucky, motherfucker. When you're doing bad stuff and you get and you're doing bad stuff and you fucking get scared, you get caught. That's him, and he's a trickster. So I don't even want to get into it. But but but, 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 what if I'm not doing anything bad? Okay, but here's the thing. uh, There's there's a lot that has to do with Chuya Chucky, but. The bit, the worst thing is, is if he decides he doesn't like you, what the only way to defeat him is you have to go into the jungle and follow a special diet and you fight him in your dreams for nine months. 
And what then, is he, fucking Freddy Krueger? Yeah, and I'm telling you. And then at the end, wow. and then at the end, if you beat him, if you overcome Chuyachaki, he becomes your ally because he also, he's the watcher of the jungle. Like, he's fucking out there keeping the animals safe and stuff. So if you battle him and then you come out on top, now you got a partner out in the jungle. Now he's fucking, Damn. like, down for you. Right. But I told the dude when they were like, oh, you, you, know, if, you if you talk about him, like, you're going to invoke him. And I was like, I do not have time to come to the jungle and no. fight a dude for nine months in my dreams. Like, I don't have... I have a, a job. Like, I, I have a podcast to do. Yeah. I have other shit to do. I cannot be in the jungle right. for nine months fighting a jungle trickster. Like, I, I can't... Just, I can't sleep for nine months. <laughs> you know just, what I'm saying? Just out of curiosity, did you at least get the stats and at least figure out what the ratio was of people... Of winning? Like, is it like yeah. a 99% like he's going to kick your ass? Or like, hey, like... Fucking 50-50, like, if you might can come up on top. That's an excellent question. I did not, I was just more concerned with how do I make sure I don't have to fight him, is what, what I was concerned about. You need the car fox, for, for sure. Yeah, Jungle fox yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. I'll go back down there and get some more details. Hey, Leo, you, you recommended a movie, The Tigers Will Win? I think that's what it was? Oh, yeah, so one of the guests we had on last year, right when the pandemic started, is uh, a filmmaker. Her name is Isa Lopez. She made a movie called Tigers Are Not Afraid. There you go. And uh, the movie is so fascinating because it takes place in like the kind of like the slums of Mexico City, you know, and it's about these kids who their school gets shot up by the cartels and like the ones that survive are like on a mission just to survive. They just want to like escape, you know, and, and escape the neighborhood and one or two of them, they kind of want to get revenge on the cartels, you know? So it's kind of like a revenge story, but at the same time, there's a fantasy element woven into the story because right when the teacher, before the teacher died, you know, she breaks a piece of the chalk and she gives it to a little girl. And, you know, she tells her, you know, a, a story of that. She can do anything she, she wants, you know, and, she tells her a story about the tigers and how tigers are not afraid, you know? So it sticks with her. And that's how she battles the cartels one by one, uh, one person at a time. So when she gets like when she's being chased and stuck in a corner, for example, and you're about to see her die, like she gets out of that situation and you're like, Oh shit. You know, like the fantasy element comes into play, you know? So it's a very, it's a horror adjacent movie. It's very, very dark, but man, I love that cast because, you know, uh, my experiences of visiting, you know, Mexico when I was a kid, looking at these other kids, I mean, who were absolutely poor, you know, like had nothing, you know, like, you know, some of them just live on the streets or were begging, you know, and it reminded me of that. So that's how good the acting, the casting is. Like those kids are amazing actors. Um, but yeah, she's a Mexican filmmaker, Isa Lopez. Check out her movies. Uh, Guillermo del Toro called it one of the best movies he's ever seen, and I think she's signed up to do something big next so so she'll be a name you'll see in the next Hell couple yeah. years for sure yeah man shooting your shot you know what i'm saying I, you know what? i think i re- like that the the term that you use horror adjacent i really think like that is more of a favorite genre of mine than, than straight horror movies you know like ones that's like this isn't a horror movie this is a psychological thriller or whatever like name that they want to throw on it when right. in reality it's just horror adjacent it's just it may not be blood and guts or may not be jumps. So they don't want to call it horror, but God damn it. This is a horror movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of those, there's a lot of those being made too, man. And, and there's, they're, they're great. They're great. Cause they make you stop and think, you know, cause you, like you said, you know, you're, you're waiting for a, something to pop up and scare you, but it's not about that. It's like, just, it's like darker going on. Even a show like black mirror, 
Like you can't right. tell me that that wasn't basically a goddamn horror series. Like right. this is a, right. this is a nightmare series. You know? right. So because there wasn't monsters or like people getting stabbed with a knife, does not right. mean that this wasn't the horror of the human condition. You know, like this yeah. these are horror episodes. So yeah, horror yeah. horror adjacent. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Liz Vampire Mermaid, she wrote Isla de las Muñecas. Have you guys heard of that place? No. I've been there. It's creepy. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's, uh, you, you take this, uh, kind of, uh, boat, uh, fucking, uh, just a giant canoe. You got the a fairy fuck- man? The fairy man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got someone actually with a fucking giant Huck stick. <laughs> you rent the fucking boat out. You fucking get a whole day rate, depending on how long you want. And you fucking, he takes you cruising. And then there's this whole island. Of this dude, like with nothing but fucking dolls, this fucking rancid looking things, and uh, he tells you the whole fucking story. I don't fucking remember. I think it was half fucking baked and shit. But where was this at? Uh, in Mexico City, and fucking uh, Cho, uh, I, oh, I can never pronounce that shit. That shit has an X in it. Oxo. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck. Uh, this has, has, a, it has an X in it. Yeah, yeah come on, they speak Spanish. It, come on, uh, nah, man, my brain don't work like that, man. It just it don't. I can't. I can't <laughs> pronounce that. Shit. I don't there know, you go. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Yep. It shows you and, how, uh, how Mexican and, I am. And to answer yeah, uh, this question is, uh, Mario's been there. I, I have not, but there's a girl that I follow on Instagram. Her name is, uh, she goes by Amy's Crypt. She also has a YouTube channel, and she actually went there, and she did like a mini documentary. And she even tells you how much it costs, how to get that boat, what time to go, who to talk to. Like She she broke it all down. She's an Australian Australian girl who goes to all the spooky locations around the world. And she covered that one really well. So check out her YouTube channel or Instagram. She's got that one nailed. What is her name again? Amy's Crypt. Amy's Crypt. I recorded the whole story. I'll fucking upload it and send it to you. Like, there's the guy okay, there. perfect. Yeah, that fucking, that gives the whole entire thing. He's the whole guy. Well, I guess. There's a lot of shit I got to do in Mexico City, yeah. apparently. God damn. It's cheap, man. Everything's well, thought, fucking cheap, dude. I thought I was only going to see wrestling, but apparently there's like a bunch of other shit. You know what? A bunch of good that, food. Bunch of, yeah, well, I bunch know of that shit, part. You know? I mean, like, that was the know? one thing I didn't do when I went out to Mexico City. I didn't check any of the lucha. Oh, I wasn't into lucha at that time, like how I, how I am now, so I missed out. To the but. stadium. They have the world's uh, biggest uh, ice rink well, yeah. it's okay. crazy i mean like it's so huge dude. it's like thousands of people on it bro really it's, that's how big it is. it's fucking crazy big Wait, i mexico was in city yeah because i was there uh during christmas a couple years back and uh, i actually went for uh the virgin mary quote-unquote's birthday december 12th and people pilgrimage there from around the world bro i've been there yeah. and i've ha- never been there on an event like that and it was fucking packed so i can only imagine hey Calling all. Hey, bro. I, I uh, because of my family, my, you know, I grew up Catholic, and so so that's part of like more more cultural than anything. Sure. So I went to check it out to experience it. Man, I'm gonna tell you something, dude. At midnight, when it hit midnight on her supposed birthday, the people started chanting. They started singing, dude. I I felt this energy. And this wave that just hit me, bro, I almost started crying because it was so much energy. The belief that those people have for her is, dude, it's insane. People are on their knees for miles. We love you, Guadalupe! Crazy, bro. (laughs) Crazy, dude. So so as as much as good energy exists, so does bad energy, correct? Yeah. So there has to be the portal fucking hell and weird apparently. Yeah. Over here in fucking... California shit. Uh, just out of curiosity, since you're you're, you're uh, I, I'm totally getting the whole vibe of 
understanding where these the 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 concepts the 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 mindset the plots the the story and all that good stuff have you ever witnessed been a part of any of the the spooky the the natural the shit you can't explain the bumps in the night not you wops but the other kind of bumps that you just don't want to be in front of like have you gone through anything spooky supernatural aliens probing anything <laughs> no i i try to avoid that it's funny we had kesha on as a guest recently and she asked me that question she's like do, do you you know she's like do you take part in this and i'm like no i'm like look i'm i'm, 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 I'm you don't do seances on the weekend you're not 100 bro no you know, you know what uh rachel davis who, who's the exorcist i told you about she invited me to something at her place small it was like small number of people and I, we honestly like kind of tell her that look this stuff is a little too real you know this is not something I, I i'll walk up to that line when it comes to paranormal demonology occult witchcraft you know but i don't cross that line sure i, I walk up to it because i'm curious i want to learn about it you know and i want to see you know what the story is you know what's it about you know, what do you get out of it? What do you expect to see or do? And, you know, for, for some people it's fun. For others, you know, they're terrified, whatever, you know. But it's something I, I do not want to cross. And there's a, you know, there's a famous book that I found really compelling. A book might have been written written in the 80s. And it was written by Ed and Lorraine. The names ring a bell. Do you sure. Guys? It's the, yeah, yeah, the, the Annabelle guys. Them, yes, right? Andre, yeah. exactly. So the real life Ed and Lorraine wrote a book called The Demonologist. Okay. And it's really a love story book of how them two met and how they became, she became, or she always knew she was clairvoyant, but she kept it a secret, you know, and how he started uh, consulting for the church, you know, as a demonologist expert. So the, the thing is, they're both Catholic, okay? And she's a practicing clairvoyant, which is kind of goes against the Catholic beliefs, you know, but yet the church had so much respect for them too, because they were doing good, you know? Now... There's a great chapter in the book that basically it, it lists like 20 things, right? It says, "Don't play with Ouija boards, don't conjure in the mirror, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. you know, don't look, don't ask for Bloody Mary, you know, like there's a whole list of things, right? And there's a lot of things I didn't know. Like there's things of just looking in the mirror, like just uh, like manifestation type stuff, you know. And it's like, don't ask for it, don't will it, don't invite it in, you know. And I and I thought, well, that's just that's just silly, right? It's not true, you know. Well. Whether or not it's true, okay, I, I have not seen that kind of stuff, but I know enough that it has affected people and people have seen stuff and their lives have turned upside down. And it's like, I don't need that. Sure. And you truth know, like, is, I, I don't, and truth is pretty subjective. You know what I mean? So in your yeah. personal life, like what you think you've brought in, like what, yes. like that, what is true and what is untrue is very hard to convince somebody when it's their life. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me I didn't conjure this shit up. I did. Right. And now I got to go to the jungle and fight this dude <laughs> yeah. in my sleep for yeah. nine months. Like, cause you, cause right. you conjured him up, you know? Yeah. Okay. This is a super obvious question and I can't believe we didn't get to it earlier. Best movie combination of your uh, of science and and horror, like what? Oh damn! Um, the Fly, come on! The Fly, the Fly is great. The Fly is the fly, great. Both uh, of them. Cronenberg's movie, The Fly, is uh, one of the best body horror movies. That movie still grosses me out. It's pretty. Gnarly. Gina, Gina you put, Davis you gives put birth fucking, to a cocoon. You put fucking. You, 
Bat wings on a fly, bro. How do you push it out? <laughs> shit. With fucking Brundle fly, when he starts puking <laughs> all over fly, everything, yeah. that right. shit's gnarly, man. Yeah, that's that's one of the best body horror movies you'll ever see. And that was what eighties, right? The eighties, the eighty seven, eighty eight, whatever it was. Uh, there's that, and uh, did you guys ever see Event Horizon? Sure. That one's fucking creepy. I saw it in theaters because I thought it was a sci-fi movie, and then it gets to those parts where, you know, they're seeing or all the video footage of hell and stuff. Where it's and not a sci-fi movie anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eyes are being ripped out, and there's tons of that shit, and I'm like, what? And, you know, it's funny. We talked to the filmmaker uh, a couple months ago, and there's this whole story on the internet. You could, you could look it up, of how he filmed more crazier gorier insane stuff that was cut from the movie that never made it Dude. and it was literally cut like it, it's not saved anywhere like it literally went in the trash like cut it and chucked it like it's gone yeah and there, there's only like a vhs copy of it and like like just to copy the preview you know and so they're saying that they're going to restore that version and put it back in some kind of dvd package or something you know but yeah that movie was crazy man um so those two pretty much are science and horror. I mean, are, are the tops, I would say. Um, but I, let me ask you guys this. What is the craziest horror movie you guys have seen? Crazy how? Like, not like crazy gory, like crazy. Like, yeah, cause, yeah, crazy, cause I remember gory, like the, one of the, like one of the, the mainstream movie that bothered me the most when I saw like hostile really bothered me, like hostile, yeah. like, and murder porn. Like that's what's like, all right, this isn't really my jam. You know, yeah. as much as that's scary, that's not the kind of fucking scare I'm looking for. You know, like, I don't want to wonder what it really looks like to cut somebody open and torture them. You know, that's not, right. you know, but. That was that's the that was one of the last ones that I remember going to the movies and being bothered, and not just being bothered by the movies, like being bothered, like why the fuck would somebody want to make this? You know? Oh yeah. I think oh, the yeah. last thing that I saw that was super gory was like Rambo Four when they're blowing everyone's heads off. <laughs> that was pretty good though. I mean that I mean people exploding into little pieces. Like I think that right. was pretty gory. But no, for me, I think I I, I stopped really watching horror films. Uh, you know, I, I really, I'm not very much of a movie goer. So, Leo, do you remember, I'll tell you what, do you remember when The Ring came, before The Ring came out, when yes. they were doing those videotapes, where they were putting, they were mailing them to people and putting them on people's yeah. cars and all that shit? Yeah. So we got one of those sent to the tattoo shop that I was working at at the time. So this, so we just get a tape in the mail and it's fucking nothing. And we don't have a VCR or anything at the shop, you know? So it's like, oh, take this tape home. And I go home and I put it in. And it does, you know, all it shows the fucking ring. And then at the end, there was, I wish I could remember the name of the fucking website. There was a website at the end. And then you go to the website, like, and, uh, and this giant thing, it says, in seven days, you're going to die. And I don't yes. know what the fuck this movie is, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, my friend Brittany actually made me, Brittany Crump, made me a toilet seat. That, I've seen that. This toilet yeah, seat, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's from, so she made me a toilet seat at the shop that said uh, "R.I.P. Johnny C." Because I was talking, I was like, well, "Apparently, in a week, like I'm gonna die." You know, like I saw, like I saw this weird tape, and I went to this website, and now I'm gonna die. And so she made me a toilet seat, and you know, so it just, and so and so months pass after that, and then I'm at the movies seeing some other movie, and the preview comes on, and I was like, "What?" I've seen this tape. Like, like this is yeah. like I've seen this before. And then I was it's like, following me. And then I figured out that we were the part of a giant marketing ruse, you know. Yeah. But like, I had that tape tortured me. Yeah. You want to talk about what I would something that scared me? That tape, seeing it out of context and not knowing what this was for, fucked yeah. with me 
four months. Even yeah. after I didn't die after seven days, I was still like, right. what the fuck? Maybe they're just taking their take? time. Yeah. Maybe their days uh, exist different in their dimension. Like, yeah. it's a long, but I didn't understand <laughs> what that tape was or any of it. And that fucked with me for yeah. a long time. They sent those to us at K Rock. Remember, Leo? We had those yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff got sent to us. Yeah, the tapes and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff would always come to K Rock from like horror movies and Saw yeah. and the masks and all that shit. You know, that was pretty, yeah. Yeah. That's why the first time I saw that tape was at K Rock. We put it in, and it, but we already knew it was what it was. Yeah, yeah, what it was. Yeah. But I can imagine getting it, you know, and just fucking like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> oh shit! Why did I have to fucking turn it on? Yeah. And the so, cra- uh, how about you, uh, Mario? Was there any uh, a movie that you thought was just insane, crazy gore? You know. You know, everything frightens me in the fucking world. Uh, Liz Vampire Mermaid said out there, Silence of the Lambs. And I remember growing up, and once again, we go back to the storytelling. We go back to what is right. happening in between from A to B. What like what got you there? So even with Silence of the Lambs, like what this dude is doing, you know, yes, we know he's killing, you know. But, right. but fucking like on a different level, on a sick level. Like, he's on a sick one. Because he's dancing, too. That's right. He's not just killing people. One of the best fucking 80 tracks, by the way. Fucking... uh, I seen him at the Mad Greek uh, in Baker, bro. He was there. Baker? Yeah. What was he doing? Killing people? Nah, he was was eating a fucking hero or yard boy. However you say it, bro. I was sitting there having my own... checking the temperature? He was looking at that big thermometer? uh, A Mercedes-Benz Sprinter comes in, parks... Some lady gets out, walks in. I guess she's surveilling, like, hey, how many people are in there? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then a little entourage comes out, and he's sitting there, and I'm like, this motherfucker, dude. And I'm looking at him, but I'm not going to go up there and bother him. And they just you know play I mean? wild horses, and they're like, play it. And it's like, Doing the tuck as you're walking. He got his fucking Euro and fucking ate it. That was it. I left him alone. I was I was tempted to go say, oh, fuck, say something, but I was like, play hey! No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the bloody stuff doesn't affect me, but for sure, like, alien movies really fucked with me. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's kind of plausible. We can't be the only things out here. Sure. We are somebody's fucking ant project on another planet that just went wild. So, I don't know. Anything with, like, aliens really fucking. They, that, 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 that used to get me really going as a fucking kid. So, and that shit always stuck with me. And, like. But I've never seen a crazy, crazy alien movie. You know what I mean? Like, most of them are, sure. like, you know. Well, for example, like, like, like a really good one was uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, Bing Bong. Um, Signs. Yeah, dude. That one was, like, Oh fuck! Like you, you, the thing that with once again with storytelling is the the emotion that you're supposed to get yeah. from these things. I yeah. I'm a really anxious fucking person. Like I don't like suspense, and that's what fucks with me. And obviously that's the thing that anyone you know who likes sure. horror, that's what you like. That's the thing that I don't like. So even if it's not blood, guts, blah blah blah, it's just the intensity of the fucking story of yeah. what, like you know, uh, fucking. Uh, there was this one action movie that came out, something blonde, something. There's Russian spy shit, but it was an all '80s fucking track. Came out not so long ago. That whole entire movie, I'm like. Oh, oh, oh my God. Like, and it wasn't even like, it, it wasn't scary or anything. Just the whole time. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Was that Atomic Blonde? Atomic Blonde. Yes. That one. <laughs> Amazing fucking soundtrack. Dude, all 80s Leo, and shit. what a grab from you. Cause this book gave no information. This is like, <laughs> I don't know. It was a movie. Blonde. Hey, he's supposed uh, to know. He's a, that's, his, that's his genre, man. You, Look, you are an expert. expert. You yeah. are an expert. I can't believe that's like on, uh, on Married with Children. Al Bunny was like, mm-hmm. him, him, him. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I, I got to tell you a, fu- a funny story because Steve would know this person. Steve and I had a mutual friend. Uh, we're talking about horror, horrible, crazy, gory movies. Uh, Melissa. Uh, hey, Steve, it's crazy, Leo. I was thinking about her right now. I dated her for a while. Oh, yeah. Melissa Pizzamilio. And <laughs> she would make, um, I remember her teaching me how to make guts. Yeah. Yeah, dude, she she did that shit. She did oh, like, like special effects. Yeah, special effects stuff, okay. blood packets. Go ahead, Leo, man. I just, yeah, yeah, I was crazy because I was thinking the same thing, man. <laughs> Shout out One to Melissa. She tells me, she goes, you got to see this movie, okay? It's called a Serbian film. And I'm like, what? That, that's weird. She's like, no, you just, you just got to watch it. She just told me like straight face, right? Like nothing, right? So I watched this movie. Serbian film, okay, dude. This movie is probably the most intense thing I've ever seen. Like, it's just, it's just, it crosses every line. Like, if you have a check spot, check box of things you should not do in a movie or show, it crossed all of them. I'm just reading the uh, the, the the blurb about it. Yeah, that's all the lines. <laughs> that's everything you're not supposed to do. Absolutely, Jesus Christ. Dude, the, can the can you name some Johnny? Ended and two things happened. One, I, I was ready to go to confession uh, to the church. And two, I was just waiting at the door for the FBI to show up to arrest me. I mean, I'll, t- I'll read you a little blurb right here. An aging porn star agrees to participate in an art film in order to make a clean break from the business, only to discover that he's been drafted into making a pedophilia and necrophilia-themed snuff movie. <laughs> wow. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds... Dude, that movie... I'm going to rent that as soon as up, I get man. home. <laughs> You know, the crazy thing is, I met an, another friend of mine, Vanessa. She's like, hey, uh, you know what? Watch the making of, right? And I'm like, why would I want to do that? And once I watched the making of that movie, like, my, my, my brain was, like, reset. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Because once you see that it's fake, once you see that it's a prosthetic doll or, you know, whatever, right? Holy shit, what are they showing this goddamn <laughs> yeah. movie? Like, dude. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it crosses all the lines, man. Uh, um, I'm probably going to jack off three or four times during this movie. <laughs> so you're going to get rid of all your energy, bro. That's right. Not supposed to give away the energy. Well, come on. I've got to get rid of that evil stuff, but I watched that movie. <laughs> and, and i got to tell you, you know, what? one other movie that just came out a couple years ago that's really, really good. Um, I highly recommend you guys check it out. Art the Clown. The movie is called, um, oh, my God, what is it? Um, Terrifier. 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 This is a killer clown movie like you've never seen before. Crazier than It. Oh, oh dude. He makes It look like Mickey Bozo. Mouse. Okay. Like, okay. It's, it's, he's not messing around. The uh, director, Damien uh, Leone, we kind of share the same name. Um, he was a special effects guy. He used to make blood and guts, you know, for, for other people. Uh-huh. And this is his first movie. He, he makes this, he makes his first movie with this clown. And I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Cause you know, it's like a more independent, you know, movie, it's low budget. Right. But dude, the effects are some of the craziest things I've ever seen in a horror movie. Uh, because they're all practical. I would have you to know. watch this movie. Like you see, like, you know, somebody getting sawed in half, but, you know, it's like an actor wearing the prosthetics, you know, so they're really sawing through, you know, prosthetics, you know? Dang. It's crazy. It's crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. Art the Clown. Um, Terrifier. Terrifier. Did you ever see Terrifier. that other killer clown with that uh, Vulgar? No. Oh, man. That's another movie that really fucked with me, too. Like, that is not it. 
vulgar is what the movie's called, and it is exactly that. It is pretty gnarly. I would, re- I, I highly recommend watching it once. <laughs> <laughs> and pleasing yourself while doing no, it. No, no, that movie is not even. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Terrifier. I'm right now too. Yeah, Terrifier, and, and the sequel is actually coming out. They made a sequel to it um, because it, it, the movie has like a crazy twist. Like the opening scene in the movie and the ending, you're like, what? Like, it's crazy. There's a twist, you know? But Can't wait. it's cool that it's a low-budget, you know, slasher movie, yeah. you know? It's somebody who just had a great idea. Once again, a great idea, and they just made it, you know? Just went for and it. And now the, the character, the, Art the Clown, like, now he's iconic. Like, now you see him at conventions, you know? Damn, dude. Well, man, it's been a crazy episode, awesome episode, learning about horror, learning about dark energy and uh, all that great stuff. Leo, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Leo. I I felt like I learned a lot, but then we didn't get to talk enough about any of it. It just, just... Just a little bit, and I already know. Like I'm, more, I'm more afraid right now than I was an hour and a half ago. And now there's more, even more bad stuff that I should not be calling. I'm gonna be thinking about not calling, but be, now it's gonna be in the back of my head. Don't fucking think this about is it. the Don't problem. This is the problem with having interesting guests. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, it's you, never yeah. gonna be, especially one that knows more than just one thing too. Dude, you know what I mean? So, we can go down the science rabbit hole. We can go down, you know, yeah. All, yeah. This is, these, these are the, these are the, these are the, these are the issues we have. You yes, know what I mean? but the, the, and in <laughs> having that issue. It's just gonna be come back again. Yeah, these are yeah. great. These are great problems to have. Is yeah. the point? You know what <laughs> definitely, I mean? like, definitely. You can check him out on uh, the uh, Boo Crew. What days does your uh, Boo Crew come out, Leo? Is it every day, every other day? Typically, we drop episodes on Tuesdays. Uh, you can find our podcast searching just the Boo Crew on. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. But Tuesdays is our day. But lately, we've been very, very busy. So don't be surprised if we drop two or three episodes a week. Damn, you know, um, and find us on Instagram at Tales from the Boo Crew, or Twitter at Tales from the Boo. Tales from the Boo. Well, thank you, Leo, for for coming out and and hanging out with thank us. You, we appreciate Leo. it. Thanks, you guys. And we will definitely have you again uh, every Tuesday, eight p.m. <laughs> Make your dreams come true. It's the number one live podcast, bro. You know what I'm saying? West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys.